This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome, Bookiverse, to episode 185. This is the aftermath of Booker Slam. I name, I name, my name is Jerry on the spot. You can just call me Jerry. It doesn't matter. Doesn't change the fact that I am the true, undisputed, mm, not heavy, like middleweight champion of the basement. Basement, Jerry. The fuck? That's not my name. But I am the middleweight champion of the basement. That's who I am. With me, my loyal friend. Don't call him a sidekick. He's my sidekick. Rich Riz. Welcome back to the basement. Rich Riz, that's your turn. That is my turn. But before that. Go ahead. <laughs> that is my turn. And next week, I will be reclaiming my championship. That is rightfully mine. Damn it. Allegedly. I think I think by now you should be a little bit more humble with the amount of times you failed to recapture the championship. Listen, quality of title reigns, not quantity. Yeah. Quality, as in I've yet to be it's been a long time since I've not been champion. No, that's that that's quantity. It's the number of times you won. Quality. Not quantity. It's about I've held on to it the longest. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> stop twisting my words. All right. I don't understand what you're trying to do here. I don't know either. You're probably I'm just... trying to rattle me. That's... It's not going to work because we have an intense, hopefully amazing episode to share with you guys. But we can't do that yet. We can't do that yet. We can't do that. You can't spoil your dinner. You Well... I guess appetizers won't be heavy, okay? So then you definitely won't spoil your dinners. Because sometimes you go out to a restaurant and you'll get these appetizers. And they're like, they're heavier than an appetizer is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And by the time the food gets there, you're like, I can't finish this shit. Yeah. Potato skins, which are like one of my favorite appetizers, are like really heavy. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, no potato skins this week, thankfully. Ah. Uh... After the conclusion of the Mae Young Classic, Triple H announced on ESPN, quote, Kyrie will be fighting to determine a new NXT Women's Champion at TakeOver on November 18th, the buzz of which is that it will be a multi-woman match. So it'll be Kyrie Sane, the winner of the Mae Young Classic, along with uh, some NXT females that have not been named yet. Boo! That's been talked about for a while. I don't like it. We already discussed that I don't like it, but that's okay because I'm just a guy. Some other guys probably agree with me, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. We're not booking this shit. In a follow-up to the announcement of the Global Wrestling Network last week, uh, Ed Nordholm spoke to F4WOnline.com about the network, saying they, quote, Want it to be a generic place for AAA, NOAA, New Japan, if they can get them, or anybody. An efficient place for an aggregation of wrestling content that isn't related to WWE. Oh, it's going to be generic, all right. Yeah. And before you continue, I just want to mm. say, 
There is no way New Japan is going to get into business with that guy. I don't think anyone should get into business that with that guy. He is not trustworthy. And especially after this broken mat stuff, they, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to get into business with this guy. I, I just think everyone should be careful in any business decision you make. He's a liar. I don't know. Allegedly. Mm. Please hire us. <laughs> he went on to say most of the product will be in the pay tier there will be stuff available on the free tier but you'll have to go to the pay tier for the archives so already they're announcing that there will be multiple tiers there will be free access available so like you can get this network for free i think you have to also be part of uh the network it's on i don't remember listen to last week's episode to double check I don't remember, but yeah, so that already is offering more options than the WWE Network at the moment. Yeah, but I don't care about any of those other things. Speaking of not caring about things, Darren Young returned from injury at the Raw House show last weekend with no announcement and no Bob Backlund in his corner. Boo! I think that angle's dead. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have no idea. Who knows? Probably. Um, and this is a topic of discussion. This is not a true appetizer. This is something else. In a recent interview with USA Today, Samoa Joe compared Brock Lesnar to Hulk Hogan from back in the day. He said, quote, You go to the Hulk Hogan era reigns, and I definitely didn't see him on TV every week. There's a mystique to him not being on TV that much. When he does make appearances, it's us- usually for purposeful reasons. Now... I don't want to disparage Samoa Joe. I want to point out, though, that it was a very different time then. There was, there's a, there are a lot more TV broadcasts now than there were then. Like live TV, like every week they're they're live. There are a hundred four live TV episodes every year. Plus the 16 or 18 or whatever it is pay-per-views that are all live. Hogan's era, what were there? 10 live shows a year? The pay-per-views and the occasional Saturday Night Heat? Saturday Night Main Event? Well, you know, maybe I'm just a simple kid from Brooklyn. But back in my day, all I had was... uh, superstars on Saturday. Yep, Saturday at noon and Sunday at noon. And I didn't see Hulk Hogan. Right. So... It was always a star versus enhancement talent. So, yeah, I mean, in that regard, for me, I agree. Like, rarely, if ever. Yeah, were there even any other shows? I don't think so. I don't know, bro. You know, I I, I only got to see wrestling on the VHS tapes when... uh, my mom's friends from work would give her, they'd tape the wrestling, the pay-per-view, and we'd see it on, like, the next week or something. Yeah, remember when you'd be able to actually tape a pay-per-view? Yeah, well, we never taped it because it was given to us because we didn't have cable. Yeah, that was given, yes. Our building didn't have cable. Hmm. Well, that's it. <sighs> For the appetizers and such this week. Thank science. I don't know. Yes. Oh, wait, there was this thing. Uh, this is minor. Uh, I forgot about it. Um, 
So apparently, um, you know about like people that bet on wrestling, right? On these betting sites and such. Yeah. Usually, close to pay per view time, um, you'll, there'll be a lot of shifts in the lines. Basically, um, shifts in the odds that happen when what they what they call smart money comes in, meaning someone inside that knows what the finish is going to be will let the bookmakers know in Vegas what's going to happen so they can shift the line accordingly so they can save money. Apparently, smart money did not come in this time for, uh, for SummerSlam, and there was an insider at WWE that made reportedly $45,600 by getting every single match correct. Man, due to that, well, not do that, but there were already there was already talk about having Vegas not take bets on wrestling anymore because hmm, it's predetermined who will win. So those talks have definitely intensified. It'd be cool if it's like some kind of intermediary and it's just Vince McMahon getting lunch money for the week. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, what a great, what a great heel move. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I don't care one way or the other. I guess doesn't really affect me. I don't, I don't bet money on wrestling. Yeah, but could you imagine like leaving work and saying, "No, oh, I have this information. Let me go bet," and then just doing so, boom, you make forty five grand. That's like, man, if it's somebody on the inside, that's like a baseball player betting on baseball or something. Yeah, but baseball is fixed so yeah we don't we don't mess with that shit no that's great are we ready are we ready or do you want to tell me about raw first now don't you have to tell me your mta tell us your mta story and then like tell me what you saw and then i'll fill in what you missed because we discussed that i don't remember raw right so I have a story. I'm going to start by saying I missed the first half of Raw. Why did I miss the first half of Raw? It took me three and a half hours to get home Monday night when it normally takes me 45 minutes. Why is that? Well, let me tell you. damn, dude. (laughs) So here's what happened. Uh, Now, I get get on the C or the E train at 34th Street. I I go downtown. And I get off of that at West 4th Street, three stops later, and transfer to the downtown D train, which gets me into Brooklyn. In case anyone doesn't is not familiar with the MTA, uh, after West 4th Street going into Brooklyn, it, there are two stops. There's Broadway Lafayette and then there's Grand Street. So, oh, and by the way, there's usually, when I get out of work, there's, there are usually no seats on the D train. Sucks. Yeah. So, Monday night, I got get off of West 4th, I get on, on the D, and I actually got a seat. Good stuff. Sitting, it's you know, one of the window seats, by uh, but on the aisle side. I love it. And we pull into Grand Street, doors open, and they stay open, and they close, but we're still sitting there. Like, 10, maybe 15 minutes go by, and they're like, yeah, we're having trouble with one of the doors, we gotta evacuate the train, everybody out. Yeah, because some idiot was probably holding them. Oh, whatever, whatever the case was, they had uh. to. That train had to go out of service. So, 
Everyone off of that train. Next D train comes in, and of and I know already it's going to be packed because A, it's usually packed, and B, you have an entire other train full of, of people that want to get onto this train. Right. So I say, fuck that. I am going to wait for the next D train. Next D train comes in. It's empty enough that I get a seat. Good stuff. We start to pull out of the station. We go a couple hundred feet. And we are about to stop. We roll backwards a few feet. And then we stop. And we were stopped for a while. After about 10 minutes of being stopped, the conductor got on train on the PA and said something about signal problems on the bridge. Oh. By signal meaning like the train traffic signals, not like cellular signal. So we're sitting there and we're sitting there and we're sitting there for like 45 minutes. Eventually, one conductor says to the other conductor, all right, buddy, you got to go to the back of the train. We got to back into the station. I said, I, I looked around. I said, back into the station? If you've never been on a train before, listeners, there's a driver in the front and a conductor in the middle. They, bo- they both call conductors to confuse us. If you want to back up, it's not like driving where you just turn your head, <laughs> pop, the, pop the fucking transmission, look behind you, and just start going. You got to get someone in that back car, the last car, which are 10 cars on the D train. So he has to walk. Yeah. So I think what probably happened was the guy that was in the middle went to the back. The guy that was in the front went to the middle. So the guy that is now in the back, that is now the front. That's now the first car, right? Right. Because that's the direction we're going. Even still, it took another like 20 minutes for that to get done. We back up maybe 100 feet or so and stop. More chatter back and forth. And they say, okay, everyone proceed to the back of the train so you can exit. I look around my car, which is the first car. So this actually shouldn't, or sorry, was the first car. It's now the last car. Oh. Was not in the station. I'm like, all right. So they've just backed us up a bunch of feet. So whatever. But the doors weren't open. Ten minutes go by. They say, okay, everyone proceed to the back so you can exit the train. The doors still aren't open. If the doors are open, I can't tell because I'm by the front of the first car. So I don't know. All I know is whoever is by the door in my car is not moving. Okay. Thankfully, there was no panic. The AC shut off for a little while. Some woman uh, almost started to have a panic attack. She said, open the windows. They opened the windows. So she was okay. Finally, finally, the middle door opens, door rather between the cars opens, and we can proceed towards the back of the train to exit. Now, when they say the back of the train, it was the back of the train. I had to walk from the first car to the eighth car to exit the fucking train. And I guess they couldn't back any further because less than a car length away from the, from the last car was another train. Obviously, having the same issues, they had to get their passengers off. So, at this point, I'm like... Now, I realize 
I hadn't heard any northbound trains. So I can't just go to the other side, get back to West 4th, and then figure a different route. I had to exit the station, because that station is just not working now. That's go. the worst station not to be working. That's the bridge. That is the bridge. It's it just it should just be called bridge. Right. It's Chinatown Bridge. <laughs> That's what it is. So I get up top. I go on my phone. Tap tap tap. Google train stations near me. So I walk over to Delancey Street. Now, for those that don't know me. I've been drinking a very long time in my life. I gotta pee every now and then. So I had to pee. I had been on... Basically, it had been two hours since I peed, and it was time for me to pee. So, I'm like, alright. I found the first McDonald's that happened to, be right, happened to be right outside the Delancey Street F train station, so that was perfect. Go to the McDonald's, I'm like, alright. They're probably gonna want me to order something, so let me get, like, a fucking chicken sandwich and a bottle of water. For six bucks, all right, fine. I downed the sandwich, drank the water, and I was waiting in line for the fucking bathroom for 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. There's only one of the two bathrooms working. It, By the way, it had, it had one of those signs that said, we accept all genders, and it had a man, and it had a woman, and it had a half and half, where like half had a skirt, the other was just like a leg. Right. And a wheelchair. Oh, what about centaur people? Apparently, wheelchair is a gender. Centaur people... Are not welcome. I am outraged right now. As you should be. Ugh. What about a raccoon? Can you be a raccoon man? If you're if you're a human with a raccoon mask, yes, you're good. So Doug Great. Doug, if you're listening, you can use that bathroom. Excellent. This is good news. So yeah, people fucking going in there changing Ugh. like ridiculous. And minutes. and it was filthy. Of course it's filthy. It's McDonald's. So I didn't touch anything. I got on the train, on the F train. There were some delays. Not bad. Well, yeah, it's affected by it, too. Then I got off the F, and then I got my bus from the F, and I got home at 9.30. Fuck. What a nightmare. Yeah. So, the first part of Raw that I saw (laughs) was Elias. So, you gotta fill me on everything before that, Bob. That's all you know? Elias and after. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, um, I heard okay, uh, Cena okay. and Roman talk oh, yeah, to yeah, each yeah, other oh, again. Yeah, yeah. So Roman Reigns, he, he had a match and he wrestled Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he beat Jason Jordan and, you know, and, uh, you know, Cena comes out and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Because Cena was watching on TV. In the back, you know, like everybody else who watches TV sideways, mm-hmm. which yeah. I don't, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, one of the interview girls, I think it's the black haired one. She's like, Charlie? Sure. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing, John? What you, you look like you're losing your hair. And, and he's like, no, I'm <laughs> not losing my hair. And like, what do you think of Roman? How do you do? I'm going to tell him to his face because I'm John Cena. And then he's like, rub-a-doo. And he came out <laughs> there and he's like, you know, they he gets on the mic and proceeds to castrate Roman again, and like, oh, you 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 talk about me, and and then looks like you had a hard time with young Jason Jordan and whatever, and he's like, well, I'm the big dog, and he's like, oh, all you gotta say, oh, you gotta say, I'm I'm the big dog, you know, with your with your promo and whatever, you you know, I don't remember exactly what he said. 
Yeah, you do. It sounds like you know exactly what he said. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> some shit. And then uh, he's gonna, you know, oh, I'm gonna wrestle Strowman later because because he 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 beat you, and I'm gonna beat him because I'm John Cena. Uh, what else? Uh, were you there for the Miz in his announcement? I was. Yes. Okay. Uh, if anyone didn't see it, Maurice is pregnant. I think it's going to be a little Miz running around next uh, year. I think there was a women's match. It was uh, Sasha Banks versus Emma. Shit, I want to see that. And it was uh, Nia Jax and the champion, Alexa Bliss. They were at commentary. Uh, were you there for the tag team match? Where uh, Ambrose and Rollins was on commentary, and uh, the Good Brothers were going to fight Sheamus and Cesaro. No, they showed a replay of it, but it was like really That brief. happened. Oh, they shit. got into it. Uh, like, Ambrose had notes. He had a notepad. He was going to take notes. Nice. I guess he didn't get to take notes because of the, the fighting and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Really not that much. Oh. Interesting. Uh, you were there for Brock, right? The Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman thing. No. Okay, I think. Oh yeah, I think uh, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman got into a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. It was the same Heyman promo or whatever. But Brock suplexed Strowman, and Strowman got right back up, and he power slammed Brock. Yeah, they they show they show that during a replay. Um, I have a note here. Um, that Braun hit Cena with steps. Yeah, that did but, you see that? That match was later. Yeah, that was after just after Elias. Right. Something happened. I think I deleted my fucking SmackDown fucking little note here because it goes uh, into do I have to recall gender. SmackDown? No, no, okay. no. I have my SmackDown notes, but usually like I have it uh, like a header of Raw, and then I have a header for SmackDown, and my header is gone, and it goes from Miz and Maurice to this Corbin, then Rusev, then Jinder, then Owens. See, that's why I gotta have you with notes, because then I gotta fumble my way through remembering what happens on these shows. Yeah, so um, oh, where was it? So yeah, the referee John Cone didn't uh, call the DQ of the match until Braun actually power slam power slam Cena onto the steps, which was weird. Did that, you notice that? That is strange. That that happened. Mm. That I'm taking the word for. Yeah, I remember. Weird. Um, one can say he was concerned. Maybe. So. Um, Vince and Owens. How about that? A little predictable, right? Yeah. It's the worst kind of predictable. Mm. So Owens said, so I won't be punished for kicking a McMahon's ass, right? Yeah. Any McMahon, right? Yeah, like, uh, all right. Because you're all stupid. (laughs) Because Vince has never done this before, right? Nah, this is new territory. Stephanie was there. That's some. Um, oh, no, she was there because the finals of the Mae Young Classic were. I know after. she was wearing the same outfit. Yeah, because it was the same day. I know. I'm gonna fuck you up, bro. What? Don't make me get Listen. up from here. How dare you correct me? I know. Can't get up from there. You're fucking strapped to that seat. You know why you're strapped to that seat? 
Because I don't want to fall out. Because Riz is Ross coming up. Now you say that, and if it's not a roller coaster ride, which is what I would need to be strapped in for. Well, let's see. We're going to fight. Are we ready for it? Do you have theme music? No, that's something else. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. (coughs) So, of course, we have the recap of Raw's portion of Booker Slam. Blake and Murphy's attackers revealed to be the Golden Truth, who lay out the fan favorites before the match can even start. Bailey beating Sasha with a super Bailey to Bailey to retain her title, and then Asuka's subsequent attack on Bailey, an announcement that she is now cleared to compete. The double countout for Ares versus Rusev for the U.S. title after a bloody brawl that took them throughout the arena. New Day beating a club with some help from Xavier Woods to win back the tag team championships. Brock Lesnar beating Kevin Owens with 19 German suplexes and an F5 to end their feud. Maybe. <sighs> and AJ Styles beating Samojo with help from the club to become the new global champion. How dare you say maybe, you son of a bitch. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just an announcer. I'm just the announcer. I have nothing to do with the GM of Riz is raw. <laughs> right. So following the recap, the announcers tell us that there's a commotion in the back. And cameras are just arriving on the scene to find Austin Aries and Rusev continuing where they left off at Booker Slam. It takes agents and officials to finally get them separated. Both men are beaten and exhausted, but still itching to fight. That was a quick segment one. Yeah. Segment two. The Golden Truth come out to the ring. And they're talking about how they're the veterans of Raw's tag division and deserve to be treated as such. They should be in line for a tag title shot, but were overlooked... And Murphy winning the Raw Rumble and requesting a tag title match rather than a singles title match was selfish and disrespectful towards them. Suddenly, Blake and Murphy attacked them from behind with renewed intensity. Michael Cole puts over how they're frustrated to the breaking point about being attacked from behind and not being able to properly avenge themselves. Officials get them separated, but the golden truth are left dazed. Fast start. Yeah. Segment three. General Manager Richler is comes down to the ring and he's walking with a purpose. He comes out and he talks about what a success Booker Slam was and how well the Raw roster performed. He says, however, it seems like we have some unfinished business, both between the Golden Truth and Blake and Murphy, and the U.S. champion Austin Aries and his rival Rusev. I know it won't finalize these feuds, but in the interest of hopefully having a less chaotic Raw next week, all six men will get to blow off some steam tonight in our six-man tag team main event, pitting Rusev and the Golden Truth against Austin Aries, Blake, and Murphy. Wow, this really is raw. Break for applause. (laughs) (laughs) I had that in there, break for applause. That's perfect timing, by the way. In the meantime, we finally have some in-ring action tonight in a Booker Slam rematch for the tag team championships with Xavier Woods banned from ringside due to his involvement. And that starts right now. Segment four. Club come out first, looking ticked off. Michael Cole speculates as to their involvement in the co-main event from Booker Mania and wonders why they helped AJ Styles and if he'll try to help them tonight. Kofi and Biggie come out, celebrating with the fans, spreading the power, positivity, and bootios. The match starts and the club look off their game. New Day are on point, keeping the bigger man Luke Gallows out on the apron 
and working over Anderson, with Kofi outquicking him and E outpowering him. Gallows tries to distract and looks up the ramp expectantly, but to no avail, and Kofi p- pins Anderson after hitting Trouble in Paradise to retain. Yay! Segment 5. Sasha comes out to the ring, talking about Asuka being tough, but also being a coward, attacking from behind after she and Bailey already tore the house down in their match. Asuka's music hits, and she makes her way down to the ring, and we're ready for our next match. Asuka seems to have not missed a beat following her industry, and dispenses of Sasha in just a few minutes, making her tap out to the Asuka lock. She grabs the mic and says, Sasha wasn't ready for Asuka. Bailey got lucky with my injury, but she'll get unlucky when I injure her and take my title back. That's aggressive. She is aggressive. She's fucking crazy. AJ Styles is backstage getting ready for his match, and the club come up to him. Gallows asks, Hey, where were you tonight? AJ says, Right here, getting ready for my match. Why? Gallows says, Why didn't you help us out there? We helped you out, and you weren't banned from ringside at like Woods was. AJ says, Sorry, I didn't know you were expecting my help. I didn't ask you for your help at Booker Slam. And while I appreciate it, I didn't need it. Anderson says, Oh, it's like that, eh? Did you forget your roots? Did you forget this? And he puts a, puts a two-sweet sign. No, I didn't forget it, but you shouldn't expect things from people without them knowing. You'll just set yourself up for failure. And AJ leaves. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Heyman makes his way to the ring. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I'm here tonight to let the world know, if it didn't already, and it should, that the feud between my client, Brock Lesnar, and the so-called prize fighter, Kevin Owens, is now officially over. Brock Lesnar took Kevin Owens on one-way trip to Suplex City, and from what I've heard from the doctors in the back, won't be ter- returning for at least two weeks. Pause for applause. Yay. My next order of business is the unnecessary formality of letting you all know that my client, Brock Lesnar, after viciously, violently, and victoriously dispatching of Kevin Owens, is ready for his global championship match, and we'll be watching tonight's main event very closely. He drops the mic and walks off. Segment 8. Michael Cole tells us this match was added at the last minute, with Paul Ellering apparently speaking to Raw GM Rich the Riz, convincing him of the need to display just what his Authors of Pain can do. The Ascension comes out first, then Authors of Pain slowly, and Graves tells us that their mere entrance is meant to strike fear in the hearts of their opponents. The match starts, and Victor tries to use whatever speed advantage he has over the much bigger Akum, but to no avail. Akum has Victor laid out, and just tosses him into his corner to let Connor tag in to get some, uh, some for himself, treating them like enhancement talent. Razor tags in for the Authors of Pain, and it's much the same. Akum walks around to the outs- outside of the ring, while Razor works over Connor on the inside, grabs Victor off the apron, and slams him to the floor. 
He then tosses him in, into the ring, and with uh, Connor and Victor both thoroughly beaten down, Akam pins Victor while Razor pins Connor for the official win for the Authors of Pain. And Graves says, this has to impress Riz. Ellering then grabs the mic and says, My Authors of Pain will work their way up the ranks, doing this to every tag team on the roster until they become the tag champs and have written their names in the history books. Written books, authors. Don't they have a book? Different book. Oh. This is Raw. This isn't Ellering's NXT. Oh, copy. I was just wondering if, like, they would have to write the same, if it's like a chapter in the other book. No. Okay. Segment 9, main event time, our six-man tag match. Believe it or not, the match actually starts without incident. And it's a back-and-forth match until Aries and Rusev are both legal, and then it just turns into an all-out brawl. The ref, again, is showing some leniency, but finally backs Rusev up to his corner to tag out, and Aries tags out, but later on, they meet on the floor and start brawling. The referee tries to break them up, and the Golden Truth try to knock Blake off the apron, but he ducks, letting Blake and Murphy double-team Goldust, while the ref tries to now keep our truth from getting involved illegally. Aries, still on the outside, but free of Rusev, Pulls Truth off the apron, keep him from getting involved in the ring, then keeps Rusev distracted while Blake and Murphy hit their finisher on Gold on Goldust for the win. Post-match, the predicted brawl ensues, but authors of pain make their way down to the ring, take out Ares, then Rusev, then Golden Truth and Blake and Murphy, and they stand tall, having the ring as we go off the air. Yay! I think the authors of pain making a statement. They're, they're, they're making the only statement. The only statement is that they're, they're playing for keeps. They're playing for keeps because they're gonna, they're gonna go out there. They're gonna, they're gonna body slam and whatever their finishing move is all over the final chapter. Yeah, it's They're one. gonna all over your face, neck, and chest. That, that's not. Whether you want it or not. That's not how that works. While Paul Ellering watches. That, that, he's yes. He's gonna have his hand under his chin. While you're covered in author ink. Because books. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're authors. Yeah. So you got to... Who, who, is Joe the champion? AJ. Okay. Ooh. AJ, AJ won the title off of Joe. AJ versus Brock Lesnar. I would watch that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Well, the GM didn't make it official it's gonna be official that's box office he's not an idiot <laughs> or is he <laughs> you know don't you have the inside scoop it's it's a bit of a long way to booker mania when is that again is that time. by wrestlemania time yeah it's a long way oh well, we, don't, we don't have we, get, we should figure out how many what i'll do during my time off i will look to see how many more episodes we will have to write, assuming we keep this uh, pace consistent. I would love it to be consistent. I think the book of should let us know if they want it to be consistent. No, meaning like at any time there's not a pay-per-view. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, you know, man, the WWE needs to stop cock-blocking us. I think that's why they put so many pay-per-views. It's ridiculous. You know, we could always just cut talking about their shitty... Raws and Smackdowns and talk about ours and still do predictions. 
Maybe. We'll see. Mm. This, it's just it's on the table. I feel a responsibility to the non-wrestling viewers that listen. No, we could still just say this happened to this. this. It's like there's not that much that's important that happens. See, because we, we don't recap. Yeah, we don't I recap. I feel like a lot of it's filler. We, we talk about the major stuff. Yeah, like just now. SmackDown was one thing that you mentioned. I don't know what the fuck was on SmackDown. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it flows right out from fucking Corbin. Corbin's Raw, right? Corbin's on SmackDown. Corbin's SmackDown. He beat up Ty Dillinger Miz and, and AJ after. Miz and Maurice is SmackDown. Seth and Ambrose is... No, Miz and Maurice is Raw. We should stop this before I don't you know. humiliate yourself any further. <laughs> I think I was I, I I deleted my SmackDown fucking header. Oh. So like I don't know what. No worries, what. buddy. I think the last raw note I have is Seth and Ambrose wander backstage looking for tag partners and run into the Hardys. Yes, that that was wonderful. Yeah. All it, right. It wasn't wonderful. It was good well, enough. you delayed it long enough. I know you're salivating. You try to tease the book of verse and try to rip away. The opportunity to get smacked down after eating some raw meats. Now, are we ready? Are we ready for Jarrett's smackdown? I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow what I just witnessed, but I'm going to do my best. I'm ready. Good. God damn it. All right. So this is the Booker Slam post show edition. To the hottest party of the summer. So hot, they moved it to September. And you know what? The week after is even hotter. It's not just hot. It's humid. Booker Slam Smackdown side results. (laughs) Booker Slam Smackdown side results. I can't even read. This is why you gotta use commas, kids. (laughs) And maybe a space or two. Shut up! It all sounded like one word. Shut up! Uh... Maybe a bigger font? Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) You can enlarge. So, Elias is the Intercontinental Champion after an impromptu Intercontinental title match, match, much to the Miz's chagrin. Orton and Ambrose retain the IC titles in the first ever Triple Tag Team Tornado Elimination Match for the World Championships. Intercontinental Championships. Nia Jax retained her championship from being knocked out and just sleeping on Becky. Cena defeats Finn Balor in a tables match seemingly due to interference from Dolph Ziggler. Maybe. Chris Jericho beat Triple H in the first ever Jurassic Park Fossil match. Interference from Stephanie McMahon. Corbin defeated Cesaro. So he retained. And Bray Wyatt extended a hand to Cesaro Offering salvation before disappearing. <sighs> Segment one. Angelo Dawkins opens the show to thank everyone for coming to Booker's Lamb and all the support for the SmackDown brand. <laughs> Thankfully, no one died from the heat that they were bringing. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> the Miz comes out with Sheamus and they golf clap Dawkins. You know something, Dawkins? I have to give it to you. As an A-list Hollywood actor, I know a good actor when I see one. Miz, I'm glad 
you noticed, seeing as I am a graduate from Juilliard in <laughs> New York City, top of my class, you see, Ms. I am a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many talents. We all know the catchphrase. What I mean is, I'm on to you. The reason I'm no longer champion is because you can't control me like your other puppets. And Elias, he's just another tool of yours. Miss, instead of admiring your moneymaker when looking in the mirror, maybe you should also note you are looking at your own worst enemy. I thought you were a great champion. That's why I figured you could beat anybody. So I made a smart business decision and sent that email out. You came out here like you did just now, just to make a fuss about feeling wronged. You're not forced to stay here. You could easily go to Riz's Raw, or you can win your title back tonight in your rematch. Oh, you would like that, wouldn't you? If I just left, so your pawn could keep my Intercontinental Championship. Well, let me tell you something. I'm coming for my title tonight. That's the spirit, Miz. Oh, no ringside friends tonight. I don't want any excuses from you if you lose. It's a commercial break. I like that phrase, ringside friends. Thank you. Segment two. It's Liv Morgan versus Paige. Oh, Liv Morgan's back. Awesome. Yeah. A surprisingly even matchup between Liv and Paige. Liv is very aggressive from the start. As Paige is tossing her jacket out of the ring, Liv attacks her from behind and is pummeling Paige with closed fists in the corner before the ref could count to four. Liv stops the assault and sends Paige flying into the ropes and hits a sickening spine buster. Ref counts three, and it's all over. Whoa. Wow. Right? A chick doing a spine buster. Oh, wait, that's true. You don't see that often. Except Natty. I think Natty does it. But it's better. Hers is more like an Arn Anderson, I was thinking. Cool. Segment Trey. Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose take on a team of No Way Jose and Andrade Stien Almas in a non-title match. Randy starts off the match versus Jose. With Randy putting Jose into a headlock, draining his stamina. Jose danced to the ring, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> Almas taunts Orton from the apron, so he releases Jose and lets him tag his partner. Almas is in and gets RKO'd right out of the gate for his trouble. Randy goes for the cover and Ambrose breaks the pin. The two appear to be arguing. And they do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Ambrose wins because paper beats rock. Orton tags Ambrose in, which allows Jose to tag himself in since Almas was so close to his corner. Ambrose hits a lunatic lariat on Jose and then he does them maniac punches that I hate. Followed hmm. Jose, followed, wait, hold on a second. Okay. Jose does a drop kick, sending Ambrose into the ropes. Ambrose hits another lunatic lariat, followed by the Dirty Deeds. The champs win. Ambrose has both belts, and teases not handing Orton his belt, but gives it to him anyway. And they leave together. Hmm. Segment 4. We are treated to a special edition of the Highlight Reel, and Chris Jericho's special guest is Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> You know, 
You would think I'd be insulted after being in a match titled Jurassic Park Fossil Match. But you see, I'm not. Because the fact is, the match that everyone is buzzing about is not the WWE title match. It's not the tag team title match. And it's not even the Intercontinental title match. It's my match. Steffi says, Chris, your match was great. And you did beat my soon-to-be ex-husband. I just don't think that's what why the world was buzzing. All the social media asking why. Why, Stephanie? Why did you do what you did? I'll let you tell them the rest. I won't lower myself to explain myself to these people. Boo! You see, everyone is vilifying Stephanie. Meanwhile, she's the wrong party. My sources at TMZ have this photograph. It's a picture of Triple H in a trench coat and top hat. Entering a seedy hotel with a mysterious blonde who you can only see from behind. The game has been unfaithful. After he was fired, his whole attitude changed. It only makes sense. As for me kissing Stephanie, my wife and I have an arrangement. My rock star lifestyle touring with my world famous band Fozzie allows me to do as I please as long as she's cool with it. A kiss is just a kiss. Baby! When we break the commercial. <laughs> Segment 5. Naya Jack squashes local jobber Juicy Drunken Trunk. <clears throat> Naya grabs the mic. I beat you, Becky. And it doesn't matter how it happened. It happened. You're just not strong enough. No one is strong enough for Naya Jax. Segment says. Also six for those of us who only speak English. Renee Young has Roman Reigns for a backstage interview. Roman, after losing the opportunity to become tag team champions, what is your mindset right now? Where is Kid Kayak? What's next for Roman Reigns? Too many questions. Kid Kayak took his kayak and went home. You mean he's quit wrestling? No. He literally got on his kayak and went home. <laughs> Said he has to do some soul searching or something. I don't know what that means. Hopefully he returns soon as he was a breath of fresh air. What's next for Roman Reigns? What's your mindset? That's two questions with one answer. <laughs> WWE champion. As Roman finished his sentence, he's attacked with a chair from behind. It's Alberto Del Rio. He's back after being put on the shelf by Roman Reigns all those years ago. It feels like. And he's just <laughs> relentlessly beating him with a chair till security pulls him off. <sighs> Break the commercial. Wow. Segment seven. Angelo Dawkins is in his office and he's on the phone. Kid, it's me. Look, I know you're feeling down after what happened at Booker Slam. And that's okay. Take all the time you need. Just know, your job will be here for when you come back. This is the last message I'm going to leave. Oh, and Del Rio is back. He attacked Roman. Take your time. <laughs> Sami Zayn enters Dawkins' office. Mr. Dawkins, I was wondering if I could have a match tonight. Sure, Sammy. I've got a match for you. Head out there now. Meanwhile, Del Rio is escorted into Dawkins' office. Dawkins, I want Reigns next week. 
He almost ended my career. Coño. Sound just like him. I know. Thank you. Del Rio, you are very sneaky. But I understand you are the wrong party, and I am fair. Roman already asked me anyway. Good. First, I will get my revenge on Reigns. That pendejo. And then I will help El Presidente build a wall. <laughs> Segment eight. Sami Zayn versus four question marks. Zayn's opponent is Dolph Ziggler, who is dressed in a white suit like he was on Booker Slam. He's got no music, and he super kicks Sami Zayn right in the mush and pins him. He's got something to say. I am here because I am now a prophet of truth. You see, in my weakness, I made a deal with Cesaro. I took out his best friend Tyson Kidd so he could have his title opportunity. I could have ended an innocent man's career. I couldn't handle the guilt in my heart. I was going to quit, leave it all behind. I was lost until the master found me, Bray Wyatt. He opened my heart to the evil that was inside of me, taught me that I needed to accept what was wrong in me to get right. Since then, I've been on a crusade to help others see the monster in them, to let them know that there is a way home with Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor, I am sorry, but the demon you brought to Booker Slam, he needed to be stopped. Tyson Kidd, I am sorry, and I hope you can forgive me. Cesaro, I hope you can forgive yourself. I do. Ziggler vanishes in white light. Segment 9. The Miz takes on Elias. The Miz is out first because he's not the champ and he looks upset. There's no Sheamus at ringside. Elias comes out and he's got no guitar. He's still saving money for a new one. The Miz and Elias lock up. All of a sudden, Elias is keeping pace with the Miz. Matching him move for move. Countering a suplex with his own suplex. Doing the Miz's kicks that he stole from Daniel Bryan. And so on. Elias has the upper hand. When Sheamus runs down to distract the referee. When the ref's back is turned, the Miz goes to low blow Elias. But Elias, he jumps back. And the Miz stands up and goes to charge Elias. But Elias kicks the Miz in the breadbasket. And then Bro kicks him in the face. Duh. Sheamus is taken away from ringside by the by security, and the ref counts one, two, three. Thus, Elias retains the Intercontinental Championship as SmackDown fades to black. And so Elias is only doing covers now. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> covered man. It's it's like he's Eugene, but not retarded. He's, Sorry, special needs. It's like, because he's, because, you know, like in music, because that's, he's a music guy. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't getting anywhere doing his own original songs. So he started right. doing covers. Same for his matches. Cool. See, the, the caveat is that, like... Because I, I, any, any intelligent person could gather 
the person has to be there. And once the person is there, he he can copy their shit. Mm-hmm. But then it's stored. Yeah. Like, he can do it again. It's like the Matrix. Kinda. So he's got the Miz's number. He knows Ms. Fu. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Thank you. I thought, uh... I figured Dolph needed my help. Because in real life... Dolph needs your help. <laughs> what was up with that, man? I, he's... Uh, that Ultimate Warrior thing was, like, lazy heat. He's trying... Okay, uh... My, you gotta uh, admit that was lazy heat. Yeah. A buddy of mine at work pointed out to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Chris Candido. He's trying to be no gimmicks needed. It's like, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to go out there and, be and the do best, what I do. The best and do what I do. And I'm like, go to Ring of Honor. This is the WWE. You got to have a thing in there. I, I, It's like the writers are burying him. Like, he, he... I don't see this as heelish. I see it as weak. I wonder if... Allow me to indulge myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he took it as a challenge. Like, yeah, dude, sorry, we don't have anything for you. He's like, all right, fine. Then let's do that. That you don't have anything for me. I don't need anything. I'm Dolph Ziggler. I'm just the best performer. You think this is him? I don't know. I want to think that maybe he's got a plan. Or it's a test. Or that he's trying to show that he can work with anything. We just gotta see where it's going. Because it... I feel like it might be headed toward a... A a program with Bobby Roode. Because when it comes to gimmicks and entrances, it is like the best right now. Yeah, and people were chanting for Roode when Dolph was out there. That's what led me to it, too. I wasn't, like... I'm not some kind of wrestling genius. Is this two weeks in a row we didn't see Bobby Roode on TV? I think it is. He wrestled last week. Did he? Who who did he fight? Uh... Um... He did wrestle. I don't remember who. I bet you'll face... he was on TV. I bet you'll face Jason Jordan next week. Wait, that's raw. Shit. It's been a long week. I hear you. Your Monday felt like my whole week. Yeah, like Monday. By the time Monday was done, I thought it was fucking Wednesday. <laughs> it was so. It was such a long day. I haven't been sleeping. All right. So uh, before we wrap and they shut it off because you're bitching, um, we got that the classic to talk about. That's what I'm saying. Um, you, you cut me off. I'm like, before sorry. we wrap, let's talk about that. Just in case you were going somewhere else with that. Yeah. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere. Um, good call having Kyrie win. Um, what was it? The second round. I think we didn't talk about this last week. Because I don't know how much you had seen yet. Um, Do continue. Huh? Do continue. I think the second round, uh, when Kyrie hit the elbow on, I don't remember who it was. She, instead of hitting with the elbow, she, like, landed on her. Like, her whole body landed on the other one's whole body. Oh, instead of the elbow? Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Shit happens, right? Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I don't like the way Lita says Kyrie. I don't like the way Jim Ross says it. Do you like the way Lita says it? You know, I feel like Lita's an acquired taste. Yeah. I wouldn't say no to her if she has to go steady, you know, but it's it's weird when she's, I don't know if she, uh, I think she's really good at wrestling. Yeah, she was. Yes. I wouldn't have said no to her 10, 12 years ago. I wouldn't say no to her now. I probably wouldn't. I'm not going to front. As long as she doesn't have and to And neither talk. should you. Every time you're fronting. Nah, maybe, oh, uh, man. If she called your phone right now. You're like, sorry, bro, I'm moving. We're going to have to do this over Skype or something. <laughs> I get us an interview. We'll, we'll go somewhere, bro. And I'd be like, cool. I'd support Yeah, you. probably. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, Shayna's still green. She's not bad. I think she needs to learn to Did sell. Did you see that kick? What the, the one that sent her to the outside? It looked like she kicked her for real. That shit was stiff. I don't remember that specifically. The only thing I liked about her is like she did not stop selling that elbow drop. Like, the whole right. time, even when they were doing the arm-raising thing, she just left it there. Even when she went outside the ring, she was still selling it. Well, that was good, though. Um, JR was putting over that, like, during the match, that it looked like something was wrong with her left side. Maybe she might have cracked a rib. You can't breathe, you can't fight. Right. Maybe she might have cracked a rib mid-match. I don't know. Um... But I don't want I don't want to take away from her. I do want to say I I fuck, I can't say that. Okay. So um if she asked me to go steady, I would say no. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I just want that to be <laughs> um, on the I, record. I might not say say no just out of fear of getting my ass kicked. I will take the broken bones. Can't do it. Sorry. You cannot be stronger than me. Oh. Way stronger than me. Sorry. <laughs> way, way stronger than me. That's, mm-hmm. There's limits yeah. here. It's like, maybe if you were green, because then you'd be She-Hulk, but <laughs> you're just a regular person. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um. She does need a little work on her selling, but more so she needs work on her transitions. Like going from one move to the next. You can't just walk into a move. You got to have like, it's got to be something. I like what she was like no selling uh Kyrie strikes, which is good cuz you know she's little. Yeah, that 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 made sense. That fucking spinning back fist though fucking took her down. It was right on the ear. What's spinning back fist? Yeah. So I somehow feel that she got her back for that stiff kick to the freaking dome. Could be. I really thought she was going to be unconscious, but luckily she made it up or she was really good at selling. I love, I love the pirate princess gimmick. It's great. It's so anime. It's amazing. And there's, it's based in reality because she was a yachts person. Yeah. For a long time. JR told me. She was a famous yacht, 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 yachter, yachtsmith, yachts person. She likes boats. <laughs> um, I read it was uh, before they decided to do the horsewoman gimmick. Uh, angle rather. It was originally planned to have Tony Storm put over Kyrie in the final. 
I don't like that then. My girl Tony. I hate when I change stuff just for Ronda Rousey. Like, it should be under merit. Shouldn't be. And uh, I've covered this in my video on the Basement Booker's Facebook page that it is an intelligent business decision and hopefully uh, they do it intelligently and maximize uh, their window in that angle. Absolutely. Which means when you have, even though Ronda Rousey, it's like I turned into another person, even mm -hmm. though Ronda Rousey uh, ended her UFC career in not a stellar fashion, she still is uh, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, most influential woman in combat sports today. So having her on television is going to be a boon. So when they do do this eventually and have it on uh, Monday Night Raw, they need to make that Raw the best possible. Not just because of her. So put the segment in the middle of the show and have everything leading up to it be amazing. Because you're going to be competing with Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. So you better have a damn good reason. And don't pussyfoot and decide, well, Monday Night Football's on. I guess we shouldn't do anything. Because that's happened before. Yeah. Basically what they got to do, they have to make the whatever Rousey segment, they have to make it a really good segment. But they have to also make it the worst segments on the show. That way anyone watching for the first time says, oh shit, that's awesome. Right. So, uh, besides the obvious, who stood out to you as far as talent, as far as looks? Was I right in saying Tony Storm is the hottest? Yes. I feel like I, the right people won. Mm -hmm. And... I'm I'm sorry that she didn't get to put over Kyrie. I would have preferred to see that match. Mm -hmm. I felt like it would have been a better wrestling match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but like those two stood out to me as my favorites. Anyway, I would have been more happy with the final if it was just them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the for me the Mae Young Classic felt. Better than 205. I mean, the Cruiserweight Classic. Mostly because it's like... People on the main roster do what these guys do anyway. You know? And it's it's done a lot. I... I don't know. I don't, and I don't think it's because it's girls. Maybe it's probably because it's girls. The thing is, they, they each already came in with their own gimmick. Like, for uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, there wasn't really a lot of that. Yeah, man. And... Gentleman Jack is a heel now? It's weird. Looks like it. Maybe he'll stop wearing fruity trunks. He's he's aligned himself with his uh arch nemesis. Maybe he's just luring luring him into a false sense of security. Could be. That was a pretty psychotic look to close the show with, too. Yeah. He looks like a bad guy from uh an arts of fighting video game. I was say from a cartoon or something. And uh Arts of Fighting is like the street fighter for like the SNK company. That's another video game company that did fighting games. And there's a character, the bad guy, he wears like a suit. Kind of like uh, he did in his uh, heel turn thing. With his, he had cool gloves on, just like one of the fighters. Well, I thought those were, that, I thought that was all black tape. 
Oh, well, whatever. Mm. Hand yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Hand stuff, yeah? Yeah, hand stuff. <laughs> Both hands. See, you, you say hand stuff, I think, oh, a little, little under the table stuff. A little yeah. under the table, eh? You know what I mean, Ben? I was talking about this with uh, my buddy Mark at work. Um, Shout out to my buddy Mark! What beloved dub dub? Yeah, by the way, we've already discussed the fact that as wrestling fans, we cannot name our children Mark if we ever have sons. Uh, yeah, man. Boy, oh, geez, Rich is, you know. I really was trying to get, uh, I, I was talking to my, my girlfriend, and I'm like, you know, if we had, she's like, oh, you know, if I ever have a kid, if we ever had kids, you know, we, I'd have to have two. Uh, yeah, we gotta name them Rick and Morty. Yeah. Apparently I got vetoed, and that's not oh. gonna happen. If it ever happens, probably not gonna happen. I'm just saying I tried. I tried. I'm thinking if I hit it big and you guys get me to millions and millions of dollars, I will have slight re- leverage in making it happen. So, so hold out hope for me. I, I know, I know his girlfriend, and yes, I need slight all the hope. And Trust slight me. is like a point zero 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 one percent, like. When he says that, uh, when he suggests uh, Rick and Morty to be their names, her eyebrow might not go up quite so high. Listen, that's fine. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, what we were talking about was um, Bianca Belair. He feels she should not be allowed to use her hair as a weapon in a match. I'm saying it's part of her body. It's, a t- it's connected to her. It's legal. It's as legal as a forearm. Yeah. Ooh, you know it would be cool, a hair match. That's what I'm saying. She should, like, ultimately, she should get into a really heated feud and end up losing a hair match. Yeah. Both girls can be hot. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Serena D back then. And, uh... I, uh there's I, this girl now that does. I forget, What's her name? She's like a famous chick. Oh, Amber Rose. Like, she's got, yeah. like... She's bald. I don't look at her face, though. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Too much else to look at. Don't think about it. Just don't think about it. I don't it. think about her there head. You, Listen, so, um, yeah, the argument is because she's using it as a whip, and whipping is not legal, but it's Yeah, but it's not it. a cat of nine tails. Yeah. You know? All right, so, as I, as I figured, you and I agree. Of course. Of course we agree. Hair match. Hair match. Do it. How are they going to do this? Like, are they going to split them up between Raw and SmackDown, whoever they sign? Because not everybody's going to sign. I th- well, I think most of them, uh, most of the women that they sign will probably go to NXT. Even Kyrie is going straight to NXT. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that, she should. Yeah, because NXT, oh yeah, it's the Women's Championship, never mind, so it doesn't matter. Because I'm like, they're going to have all of this and like the UK title barely, but it's like it gets defended over there. So Exactly. Yeah. Just because we, just because it's not on American TV, doesn't mean it's not on British TV. I wish I knew enough about British wrestling to know where that belt stands in the hierarchy of their championships. I agree. You know, um, I think Progress is probably the biggest promotion over there right now, along with um, it's okay. The bro. other one, <laughs> the other one. Oh, them? Yeah, them. Fuck me. 
Oh. Oh, uh, uh, was it IPW? Something. There's some W in there. Yeah. What do you it's usually think? A w. What do you think of Del Rio wanting to build a wall? <coughs> it, it's great. Just get fucking. Just keep Zeb Coulter out of it. I am gonna keep him out of it. Mm. Matter of fact, Jared Smackdown might have a very, very important, influential addition to the Smackdown brand. You're ridiculous if you're going where I think you're going. <laughs> Holy, uh, I can't. No, no. <laughs> All right, listen. The less we talk Rich about there it, is, it's going to be great. I'm going to say I think Riz's Raw is great. You're great. I can't but believe this. SmackDown is the best. <laughs> it is the best wrestling show in these United States. I'm going to tweet about it to all the followers. You're going to have POTUS. <laughs> You're going to have the POTUS. I may or may not. That's got to be his nickname. Just, just POTUS. I think I was thinking about Ronald Crunk as that to get sued. <laughs> oh. So stay tuned to Jer Smackdown and you will be introduced to the President of the United States, Ronald Crunk. These are very interesting times we it live in. It's gonna be huge. Huge. Jerry on the spot, huge. Like you. I know. I've seen your hands. Thank you. <laughs> I can't. I think I, I. I. don't think we can continue talking. All that's right. That's it. Well, stay tuned to the uh, me telling you guys all the things, and uh, remember, it's wrestling, folks. Oh, and don't forget, I got the catchphrase at the end, so. It's wrestling is still, it's just a thing that I say. It says, it, just in case you guys get butt hurt over Ronald Crunk. It has nothing to do with the other guy. This is, this is a fictitious character. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. Grow up! We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, Feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Booker's Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Richter is R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!